everybody it is your favorite time of the week it is our favorite time of the week it's another episode yes. of mental matters and as usual you're joined by me kim from uh, psyche and the beautiful amazing Kopano from <laughs> hi everyone welcome back to mental matters always a pleasure to be with you uh we obviously do take mental health very seriously um, at SaxFM, being the voice of the campus. And mental health is such an important, important student problem. Um, so, yeah, we hope that you are enjoying the series. Last week, for the past two weeks, we've had, you know, um, students. So we've had me and you just talking about our struggles, talking about what, as students from the undergrad, as well as the postgrad side of things, what we've experienced. And today we're back with another expert, which Leander's going to, or Kim is going to introduce you. Yes. So last week, guys, as Kopana mentioned, we spoke to Matthias, who is a postgraduate student who is just doing the most in life, like what's the most. And what we want to know this week is how do we actually utilize our personal strengths um, in the context of this change learning environment? How do we get to PhD level where, where the Matthias's of life are? So without further ado, I'd like to introduce someone who is super special to me, um, Prof. Guse the um, HOD of the psychology department. Hi Kim, thanks for having me here today and I'm really looking forward to get down to talking about strengths because that's what I'm passionate about, that's what I try and do every day and I hope I can inspire you and assist you guys in terms of how to move forward with strengths. Awesome. Thank you so much, Prof. Kuse. Thank you for making the time. And yeah, we're super excited to have you on the show. Um, yeah, Kibana, do you want to start us off? Sure. So with every show, we ask um, our experts um, or whoever's on the show how they are actually, how they're doing. So Prof. Kuse, how are you doing? How's your week? Oh, we're on Monday, but or we're recording on a Monday, but um, how's how have you been and how has been the adjusting between the different levels of lockdown been for you? I think that's such a cool way of starting off um, a video or a, a show or just making contact with people because we need to know where we're at when we start to communicate and interact. And for me right now, I'm actually at a good place and I, I, I try and look back sometimes over the last five months. Can you believe it's five months? And then I realized there were times that were better and times that were worse. Uh, but I think at the moment, we're sort of leveling out. We've adjusted a lot to doing things in a different way. And there's also this light in the end of the tunnel. There's a glimmer of hope that in some way things are getting better. And we may see uh, new opportunities, maybe some contact sessions in the next year or so. So I think we start, I'm, I'm in a good place because I see light at the end of the tunnel. Awesome. Um, and could you maybe let us know what was your, the hardest thing for you in terms of to adjust when, you, when lockdown happened? So when lockdown was at its most hectic, what was maybe the toughest thing for you? I vividly remember that what I found very difficult was that there was no end point. We didn't know when it was it was going to end or when we're going to have maybe more flexibility. It's like just we don't know. The uncertainty, and I think that's what most people struggled with, is the uncertainty, needing to, to live every day and to adjust, but you're not sure what you're adjusting to. And that, for me, was really taxing. Yeah, and you're not sure how long to adjust for it, you know, like how to plan mm. for that. 
Um, and mm, then before exactly. we just asked, like, you know, your, your expertise um, and the field that you specialize in, how, how did you maybe manage that, that adjusting process? Mm. What I did do is to, to, to think more of what I can control and what I can't control. So I couldn't control what was going on outside or the way uh, that regulations were made or the fact that I had to work from home, but I could choose how I dealt with every day. So I tried to, to structure my day. I tried to make time to do nice things. I tried not to watch too much news. So I tried to focus on things that made me uh, sort of lifted me up rather than to look at things that drag me down. It didn't always pan out perfectly, but I tried to control as much of my emotional input as possible. I can totally relate to that because, yeah, it was very tense at the beginning, but we're getting there. Um, so now with that being said, to sort of dive more into your expertise, um, has COVID-19 sort of shown that we need to start diversifying how higher education um, is presented and also making students capable of learning in more than just one way, more than just the old fashioned, I have my books, I go into a class, the teacher tells me what's going on, I go home, I study, you know, has, have our norms been challenged and in what way um, should we move forward from here? From here. Yeah. Thanks, Kapana. I think what has been challenged is maybe not so much our norms, but our habits and our sort of taking things for granted or our usual way of doing. And sometimes things have to be disrupted quite fiercely before we change our ways. Definitely, COVID has shown us that we need to be flexible uh, and we need to think of new ways to learn, new ways to obtain information, but not only information, but also to experience life and to um, really put into practice what we're learning specifically from the psychology side. Um, and I do think that this is, it has been really disruptive and it has been challenging and anxiety provoking, but we can also choose to look at the opportunities it brings. And I'm excited to think that maybe in the future, possibly next year, we can make more of the blended learning or the hybrid teaching that UP has been developing for a while now already. But COVID has actually sort of forced us to look into it in more detail and realize this is something we have to do because there are definitely some, some uh, good things also coming out of it. I also think one more thing is that it has shown to students and lecturers new things. I think students are now going to take much more responsibility for self-directed learning, meaning that it's not about rocking up in class, it's also about other activities that you can do on your own to stimulate your learning. Lecturers have noticed that they have to be more creative and use technology more, different ways of teaching than teaching for class with your slides. So I think we've all learned from this whole situation. Oh, and I can't imagine as the HOD how tough that must have been in terms of like, you know, you've got all of these lecturers under you and the students as well. So, yeah, yeah it's really good to hear that there have been some positive feedbacks, at least from the lecturers and the students in terms of how we go forward. Um, so having said that, how do we then find out what our personal strengths are? I mean, to actually go through this, come out on the other end better as people. I think we need to really focus on capitalizing on our personal strengths. So how do we actually go about mm. finding out what those are? 
Ah, now you're coming to talk about what I really love, and this is obviously my field of expertise in positive psychology. And, and in this, uh, this field, we are interested in what makes people function well and optimally. And our strengths are there to assist us when things don't go well as well. I mean, we need, uh, we need resources to deal with difficult situations like now in, in, in the COVID pandemic. Now, I'm going to talk a bit about two ways that you can identify your strengths, and these are two different ways. Now, one way is to actually just take a very simple, reputable questionnaire. There is one online, believe it or not. Uh, a while ago, and a while ago is actually a long time ago in terms of time, say uh, about 10 years ago, there was a huge research project in the US where uh, two researchers uh, went about to identify people's personal strengths. Um, and they identified 24 of these strengths. I'm going to name them in a moment. The reason why this is important is because we don't seem to have a vocabulary for strengths. If I asked you what you're good at, you'll take... 10 minutes to answer me. If I ask you what you do wrong, you'll immediately answer me. It's like we struggle to find the words to talk about our strengths. So this research project helped us to develop a vocabulary for what strengths are. And the 24 strengths, I'm not gonna name them all, but for example, strengths include, can you believe it, hope, gratitude, kindness, perseverance, teamwork, spirituality, to name a few. So the moment we start to have a label for the strengths, we can start identifying them. One way is the questionnaire that is online where you can go and take the questionnaire. It, will, it doesn't cost anything. It gives you a report of your five personal strengths, and we call them your signature strengths. Why? The signature strengths are really resonating with you as a person. When you use them, you feel energized, you feel that you really have some sense of purpose and meaning because you're being at your best. So that's one way to do it. And the website is very simple. It's www.via.org. Simple as that. And when you get there, you can just click on the strengths. So that's one way to identify your strengths. A second way, and that is maybe if you have more of a vocabulary already, is to think of a time when you were at your best. A time when you felt, I had a challenge, but I overcame it. I really rose to the occasion. So ask yourself, what did I do? How did I do it? What helped me do it? And you may realize it may have been something like perseverance when you had a difficult module to cope with, and in the end you passed it. It may be that you have hope because despite this difficult module, you kept on because you had an end goal in mind. It may be that your strength is spirituality, that your faith or something related to faith helped you to keep going. So thinking back at challenging times can help you identify your strengths. And then now you can say, but how can I use it now in this difficult situation? How can I put it to practice again? So these are two ways. There are different ones, but just two for now I can sort of recommend. Wow. Um, personally, when you said hope, I was a bit shocked because hope is 
you know, not necessarily something that you would think of as a strength. Um, but actually, that leads us perfectly sort of into our next question. What are strengths that might be misconstrued to be weaknesses? So what do people think that, oh, this is actually such a weakness, but it actually could play in their favor? And how do we work on these um, so that we develop them instead of focusing on our actual weaknesses? What's interesting from the research is that that they showed that it actually helps us more to focus on strengths than try and rectify weaknesses. But we've got this deficit model in psychology and in life in general that we always want to remedy or we want to uh, treat, we want to cure instead of thinking what can I build on. And this is also what my field of research is about is uh, building on strengths, building on, on positive resources. So, but for interest, people may think that the strengths of kindness or gratitude or hope are weaknesses because they are mushy and they're soft. And why would anybody want to be kind or hopeful? Because that's just silly. But if you go into the research, if you drill down, uh, these kind of strengths are some of the most strongly correlated with um, people's well-being and happiness. We call them strengths of the heart. Strengths of the head, sometimes perseverance, um, wisdom, uh, persistence, these ones are not as strongly correlated with our well-being. And maybe people think these are more important strengths. So sometimes just being human is seen as a weakness while it's a strength. And I would say capitalize on all your strengths and don't think that one is better than the other. And try rather not think of what am I doing wrong, but say what am I good at and how can I build on that? Because it will waste a lot of energy to keep on thinking, what am I doing wrong? I hope it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think Gopana and I are kind of like taken aback because this is definitely something that you don't get um, schooled on in life in the way that you're, you're explaining it to us. You know, like, like Gopana mentions, things like hope and, and like you mentioned as well, these softer things are things that you kind of are taught they need to be drilled out of you, you know, for you to be tough, mm -hmm. for you to be resilient. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not that those things are bad, but like you're saying, strengths of the heart mm -hmm. is not something that you hear mm -hmm. a lot. So I think we're both a little mm -hmm. bit like <laughs> shook. Mm -hmm. um, but now how do we, so, so let's say now we go on this, um, this uh, site or we, we are able to take a moment to reflect and think of personal strengths, be they strengths of the mind or strengths of the heart, and we identify some strengths. So for example, let's yeah. choose one of the mind and one of the heart. So maybe we identify that we have a strength such as resilience, and on the other hand, we have a strength such as kindness. Um, how do we pair those to mm -hmm. how we study? Okay. I think what is a good way to thinking about this, and this has also been shown in research, is to, if you identify your strengths, think of how you can use them in a new way. And now say, for example, in the study situation. Um, let's take an example. One of the strengths of, uh, of the head would be perseverance. That is to say, okay, how can I use my persistence differently now. I used to use it um, only in easy situations when I could plan my schedule and things were always going as planned. But how can I now think to myself, I can do it differently. I can say, I can also persevere to do, to use my schedule in a different way every day, but keep 
meeting my goals at the end of the day. That's one example. But I'm going to, maybe that's a bit mushy. Let me give you another example. Um, if one of your strengths is creativity, you may want to summarize your work using creative mind maps, lots of colors, you know, because that will then utilize your strengths more than to just say, okay, I have to use black and white, you know. So allow yourself to be a bit more creative. Another strength people have is the strength of vitality. Can you believe it? It's a strength to have zest and energy. If that is one of your top strengths, I think you may benefit from building in enough time in your day to be active. And if you only sit in front of the computer, you will definitely lose your energy level. So rather go out and train or run, and that can help you to utilize your strengths to your best ability. A third one is, for example, teamwork. That's also a strength. Then it may be good for you to say, let me get together a group of friends, uh, classmates who think the same way as you do. Try and get time together where you study together, where you motivate one another and plan and approach the work together. So in this way, you're using your different strengths. One of the strengths of the heart, say kindness. What about being kind to yourself? We often think of being kind only to other people. Uh, and we forget in this difficult situation, you need self-compassion too, to say, gee, I've had a rough day. I've sat, sat in front of this online learning computer the whole day. I really need to say to myself, well done, take a break, have a glass of cold drink, sit and watch the sunset and breathe. Something like that. Good help. Okay, that's that's actually quite interesting, like how we can pair our different strengths, whether it's from the heart or from the mind, and they can all work in harmony <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. um, so sort of getting to our last question, it's always very sad when we get to like sort of the end, but um, with a lot of students going back onto res as well as campus, what are some of the important things that we should be aware of in how we are studying um, and how mm -hmm. that might all change? Because, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was, oh, we're back on campus, everyone is happy. And then it was, okay, lockdown. Then you had to adjust and now we have to readjust again. So how do we then ensure that we don't get too distracted by the changes? And I, I want to sort of add a span in the works and also say, because I've been watching a lot of videos on self-expectation. How do we not like expect too much from ourselves in terms of going on with our everyday day-to-day -day lives? I think if I can start there, Kapanu, firstly to acknowledge it will not be the same and keep that in your mind all the time. Things will be different. Um, our routines have been disrupted so much for the past five months. Uh, it's a constantly rebalancing act all the time because we kept on thinking next month will be different or now we're going back and it kept on being postponed. So, so we, it's, it's important that we will have to find a rhythm again, um, both for students at home and students coming back, but you spoke about students coming back. I think allow yourself, give yourself permission to take time to find the rhythm. It will not come overnight. We didn't adjust to this whole situation of COVID overnight. As we said in the beginning, it took time to find some kind of balance and the same will happen now. So we can't expect to just switch gears. People aren't like light switches that you can just, or like car gears, you can just switch from one gear to the other at the tip of a button. 
so it was it would be important to set a new routine again um, slowly, uh, but make like time in the day for your different activities, time to study, time to be online, time also to socialize in a safe way, being cognizant of social distancing. And I'm saying this because I think many, many people are really feeling quite socially isolated after five months at home or five months only seeing your close relatives. So there's this need to meet your friends again and to see other people again. And this is real and it's okay. Um, so we need to balance that as well, keeping this balance between safety and socialization and meeting the real need for human interaction. So the big thing is keep in mind that you're human, it will take time, but you can structure it one day at a time. That's what I would suggest. Sure, I think that is one of the most encouraging things. I love that we record these on a Monday because I feel like then my whole week has this tone of like, just you're doing okay, you'll be okay. Um, yeah, I think what you said there about it took us a while to adjust to get to this point. Um, so we need to be kinder to ourselves in terms of when we readjust as well is something that I'm definitely going to carry with me. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of that website as well, guys, we will provide that website along with this podcast. So please don't stress. And yeah, thank you so much, Prof. Kuse. I don't have any questions um, after that. It was amazing. Gopano, any questions? No, I think from my side, I have, I think like you said, like knowing this and now you can sort of just go into the week and especially because I might be going back to camp for res soon. So I am less stressed about, you know, the changes that are going to come about. I think everyone is also just, it's also a new season. It's spring now. And like, there's just so much to look forward to, including just readjusting and finding a new rhythm. So yeah, I feel good. Thank you so much, Professor Guse. This was amazing. Uh, we really appreciate you taking your time to come, you know, share a few pearls of wisdom. We really, truly appreciate it. It's only a pleasure and I'm really grateful for the opportunity and I wish you all very well. I hope it will be great the last few months of the year. Thank you. All right, guys. So that was another episode of Mental Matters. I'm going to go take that quiz now. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Same. Let's go. Let's go. And you need to as well. After you watch this, you need to go take the quiz because what are you doing? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a fantastic week. Thanks again, Prof. Kuse. Thanks, Kopano. And see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.